0: Welcome, data enthusiasts. We are Zuma, the recruitment agency focused 100% on data tech professionals in and around the Berlin region. And this today is our podcast, Data for Good, connecting you with all things data. And today, luckily, I'm joined by Merva Duven. And Merva is product analytics manager at OLX Group. OLX Group, I'm sure you'll know across Berlin, Uh, are a group of companies offering online marketplaces across cars, fashion, jobs, consumer goods, and more. Merva, how is it going with you today?
1: Thank you, Joseph. I am happy to be here. It's going fine so far.
0: Brilliant. Excellent. Today, we are going to be talking about breaking the silo in analytics teams. Tell me, What's the problem? Give me, what's the problem in your eyes and give me an overview of today's topic.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So, yeah, let me start with what a silo means uh, for me. Um, So, like, companies have different approaches to how they store and organize data within the organization, and especially when it's a big organization, it gets to be more, complicated for employees to find the right data and how to use and share that information to make informed decisions. And it usually creates silos and silos are like for the product. I will just talk about in terms of product analytics teams, mostly today, and are essentially barriers that prevent effective communication and collaboration between different sub teams. And these sub teams, like um, considering these big companies, like it can include product analysts, data scientists, business analysts, and even the same roles supporting different product teams. Like it can be also between different product analysts because they are working on different areas of interest. And the problem is that when these teams are working in isolation, It creates multiple problems, um, in the end of the
0: day. Hmm. Great. Well, that also begs the question, uh, what problems are you alluded to communications and collaboration just then what problems does it create in your mind and even your experience? Mm -hmm. I'm sure these are problems that other leaders have been through or are going through as well. So this is really insightful.
1: Hopefully, Uh, at least in my experience, like I had this, like in all the previous jobs I had, like having some level of silos, Um, it's also related to how product analytics teams are structured, and these teams are usually integrated within the product teams, and it also has some benefits, of course, like that's why uh, companies are adopting this approach, Uh, when we are integrated in product teams. Uh, we get to possess deeper understanding of the product, like day-to-day activities of product managers, engineers, what they're up to, like when there is an upcoming feature, and product um, request, like um, we get to know that um, very closely. And so it really strengthens our relationship. On the other side, like um, it creates the silo within the analytics team because like we are one big team as product analysts, but we are divided in different uh, product uh, teams. So it's getting difficult to close that knowledge gap. Uh, if we don't collaborate, if you don't foster this knowledge sharing, and it results in like, um, I think the main thing is the data inefficiencies. Like we might be working on very similar projects Similar experiments that um, we might be uh, preparing and analyzing, and if we don't share this information with each other, because it really requires an effort to do it, it doesn't happen naturally. Like we are partnering with the product managers with this structure, uh, you need to put some effort to it to um, foster that culture of uh, collaboration within the between the data teams.
0: Um, like interesting. (laughs) Interesting. So on that point, incomplete data sets, wherein teams can be accessing and generating and working on their own data, but they don't see the whole picture from other, other product or product analytics teams and even the commercial teams. Interesting. Okay. So that leads to what then that, that incomplete inaccuracies?
1: It might also be inaccuracies like, um, because different teams can interpret the data they have, um, differently, like, especially. if This data is not standardized. It's not governed. Um, they might even come up to different results. Um, mm, so and, quite
0: misleading.
1: Yeah. It might be misleading, but, um, I'm what I'm mostly concerned is that like, because um, at least in my experience, like uh, I had a chance to work in companies that like has a really good data structure and with data engineers and data science teams to make this data very well governed. Like um, the biggest challenge I had was to share that knowledge. I think it's mostly the inefficiency part because mm-hmm. like that creates uh, more insights. Maybe we get to work more strategical topics, um, but we are just working on our own and trying to tackle similar problems without even knowing. So this is mainly the problem, um, but also what you're saying can also be another reality. Like if let's say like the data is handled separately by each team, like finance team has a different uh, data source like marketing team has a separate database Product team has a different one. Um, if you handle the data in a like uh, different way, it might also result in inaccuracy, inaccuracies yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I rec-
1: important uh, uh, to
0: uh, Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> maybe a little bit of a lag. I, I recognize what you're saying. Though, um, working on similar projects and similar data that speaks to the duplication of efforts that some analysts talk about. How different teams might be working on the same problems without even realizing it. And that is inefficient. It's a waste of resources. And also, accepting. if they're working on the same things in different teams, it might lead to different results, or conflicting results. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And, that's and I think, like, um, then it leads me to the point that, like, in order not to have maybe conflicted results or conflicted interests, it also makes it very important to have a shared vision across the company. Like if you know that we are on the same page with other teams and we are trying for the same thing, uh, then it will make it easier, like making it natural to um, work towards that goal. Mm. Uh, Communication
0: and collaboration. Builds trust amongst your peers, right? And that can only yeah can only grow. And then the more you work together, the more you build trust. The more you work on the same projects, communicate uh, different approaches, and don't mm-hmm. duplicate your efforts. Interesting. Okay. And you've seen this. Um, I'm not talking about right now in OLX, mm-hmm. but have you seen this or heard from your peers across uh, the yes, data sorry, leadership yeah. community?
1: Um, when you start sharing more, when you start collaborating with other teams, and it also gives you this assurance. Like when you say trust, it just reminded me of that. Okay, I'm not in my team silo, but I'm communicating with others. I'm collaborating, like brainstorming on different uh, ideas, topics, and I think it really ensures trust for the outcome of that project. And we also like by collaboration, it's also fosters like knowledge sharing. So if there are other examples from different things, maybe they tried something similar or have a different methodology that it didn't occur to you, it would also increase the trust and have, in the end you can have better results and you will be more aligned uh, for that output.
0: Yeah, I see. D- different approaches, different perspectives. Um, yeah. yeah, and of course, the, the alignment is very important. To, the point about alignment relates also to what you were mentioning earlier about the overall company strategy. Mm-hmm. If we're aligned, we can make decisions together yeah. in the interests of the business strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we've talked a, a fair bit about some of the the... Problems there, how do we address these problems?
1: Yeah, that comes to the tricky part. <laughs> um, yeah, like as I shared earlier, like what I experienced was that teams integrated in product teams and it caused silos between analysts. And it also happens when you have a centralized data team. So analysts working together with each other. But when a stakeholder asks you something, then it mostly feels like, okay, you need to provide a report to them, but you don't have that partnership. Like you don't have a deeper understanding of that project or product. So in both cases, like silo seems unavoidable to some level, but of course there are some measures to make it better. And I think we already like uh, touched some of them, like, The knowledge sharing and fostering the collaboration. I think it's mainly about the company culture that um, encourages people to do so. Um, Mm. Yeah, like um, there can be um, knowledge sharing sessions, there can be some um, demo sessions where teams present their findings and you. Uh, try to have regular uh, meetings with your stakeholders, so that like uh, it enables you to share what you're experiencing and uh, also what how they can support you on this. And I think <clears throat> um, another important part is that um, not only sharing the knowledge but also the learnings from the failures, like because companies tend to overshare the successes, right? Like when you have an experiment and you have a good result, okay, I improved this metric by 10%, it's something to celebrate, which of course we should do it, but we should also share learnings. And I think um, when people start more to share about their failures, their learnings, and like, we tried this and it wasn't successful, it also encourages other, other people to do the same and they don't feel like pressured to be successful, but they can try and learn and iterate on it. And in the end, it will work for the best, like maybe in the longer run, but still like it would go to waste. um...
0: Yeah, I I see that it also creates potential future training documentation, if you're able to document your failings and your learnings.
1: Yeah, true. So
0: yeah, there's a lot of power in that whole communication and collaboration cross-functionally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's other elements that I can think of, maybe if if your team are using different tools and following different processes, that can lead to other financial costs as well as inefficiencies in the business. So I guess by collaborating and communicating and sharing the ideas and the failures shouldn't use that tool you should use this tool there's an opportunity there as well to save the business money save them time and yeah improve efficiency
1: yeah that's a very good point like when these teams have their own tools like um we can only utilize it to some extent but if there are some mm-hmm. shared tools or like some self service tools that when we also educate our stakeholders to how they can benefit from them, Uh, it would be less costly. In both cases, it's on one aspect, you use uh, less number of tools and uh, you store your data in one place uh, other than like duplicating it for different users. And on the other hand, like um, you also, don't waste that resource because like you are going to be educating them to be more, um, like democratization of the data, like how they can be more flexible to answer their, maybe like basic questions so that they also don't have to solely rely on an analyst. It will enable them to be, more free and they can, um, yeah, like they can, it can decrease the dependency on other teams, so it has yeah different benefits.
0: Yeah, I recognize that self-service tools also contributes more to learning. Can you give me an example of some of the self-service tools that teams typically create?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there just to are put the- it
0: in further context for my. Uh, Simple mind.
1: (laughs) Like there might be a lot of different solutions and it changes from company to company, but maybe like from a previous experience, like Looker was a good example. Um, Like you can have different data sources there and when you define the metrics and what it means, like also because at documentation, having a metrics glossary comes very handy uh, when we think about self-service tools. Then, like stakeholders can just drag and drop their metrics. Like which metrics do they want to see? They can build different graphs, different uh, dashboards. Um, It's also possible, like to do it with Google Analytics. um, uh, Like especially with the Google Analytics four, now it's a lot more flexible to build your own reports. And when you know like which which dimensions and metrics you need to have this data. And then it will be really easy to just build the dashboard that you want to see. I think it's an important aspect. Um, First to educate uh, these teams so that uh, they have a trust in data, they know how they can build their own reports so that it also doesn't result in like, conflicting insights that we mentioned in the beginning of the call. And they're yeah. really important to have the governance of data to have these self-service tools.
0: Yeah, in, uh, yeah, okay, I recognize that, especially if we are optimally centralizing data. And a, a lot of businesses that we work with across the city talk about self-servicing their organization and making the whole organization more data-driven and the benefits that come with that Mm -hmm. what what other benefits could you see from self-service tools if this is going to be the future of analytics within organizations what are some Mm -hmm. of the other benefits that organizations can take from self-service
1: like i think apart from enabling the like decision making and I encourage more data-driven mindsets across the whole organization. Um, because like it brings autonomy, it makes it ac- it makes the data accessible for everyone. I think another point is that it also increases the capacity of the data teams. Um, because in the end, if there are self-service tools so that our stakeholders can easily reach those tools and answer their questions and maybe even like they can use it to um, prove their hypothesis or reject them, then it will result in less requests for the data teams and they can focus on more strategic uh, topics like more deep dive analysis uh, in the team. Interesting.
0: So I think it's
1: another good benefit because like teams are like data teams are usually overstretched and you don't always have this one-on-one setting, like one product team, one analyst, but analysts are usually supporting multiple teams. So sometimes it's getting like a big challenge to reach uh. all these requests, And sometimes you don't get to go beyond the request because of this, uh, capacity problem. So I think, uh. If can, uh, make data accessible to everyone, at least like it will both help them to get those answers quickly and they don't depend on another uh, person to tackle requests.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I like what you're saying. I think 2023 right now, teams are overstretched, uh, but there's this general feeling, right, about automation, particularly through AI and how you know what will happen to us will we be useful anymore but the 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 message is that yes like self-service tools data teams are going to be freed up to handle more complexity and work on more challenging topics whilst other members of the business non-data professionals are Mm -hmm. going to become uh, more data driven and more able to work with data so yeah i see a lot of benefit for, for me as well actually.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like I think it's beneficial for all the other teams as well, not only uh, the analytics teams, direct stakeholders. But I also see that like people are getting more data driven and they get their uh, answers like using these AI tools. You mentioned auto uh, autonomy, like automation, which is uh, yeah, like seems like the future of analytics and tools are also getting to a place that they. Uh, like we used to have only some numbers, like some maybe basic visualizations. Now we see some alerts, like some insights, tools warning you about like, okay, I see some anomal- anomalies here, like maybe you need to check this event, this data point, like there might be something happening there. So yeah, mm-hmm. in a more autonomous uh, place and yeah, okay. let's see how it's gonna work out for us like uh, I think it's um, also like thinking about this topic of having limited capacity it will make our jobs easier I uh, yeah.
0: yeah well I was going to say actually maybe not specifically about the person in the team but we've talked about the problems we need to break down the silos across analytics teams and okay. um, we've talked about the benefits of doing so what will teams look like once we've broke or will there be a change in what teams look like once we've broken down these silos or is it more about the philosophy
1: um like what will change
0: like structurally do you think teams will look different or will they just be labeled as cross-functional teams Or, Mm -hmm. or is it more about the Mindset and culture that we're trying to instill.
1: Yeah, from what I can see and experience, like I'm not sure about the structural changes, but it will definitely result in a different culture and different mindset, being more data-driven, but also always keeping the collaboration in mind. And I think it will also result in having a better team spirit. Like you are not on your own in this, and that you are working together with other professionals in this field. Um, mm. Yeah, when I think about the company culture, like it reminds me of like when, uh, also when I started my career, I remember that I was always feeling this like imposter syndrome that everyone knows better. Like I sometimes remember, like I was hesitating to ask questions, but if you change this team like company culture, um, I think this imposter syndrome, it can be a myth in the end because, like, it's uh, it's very like I believe that it is very related to how company culture is stated and how they're encouraging this knowledge sharing. And in the end, if you uh, make it happen, uh, no one will hesitate to raise their concerns, ask questions to others, and uh, you have you wouldn't have like a single perspective, but having all these different colors like different ideas from other people. So for me, it's mostly about the uh, cultural shifts. Um, But yeah, like I think it also depends on the company, like if they also want to do some structural changes. But I see also in different structures, like having central centralization of the teams it also creates other kinds of silos. So it's. I think it's always an, mm-hmm. an ongoing effort to mm-hmm. try to break it by fostering this uh, company culture, I would say.
0: Interesting. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing your perspectives as well. I wonder as we close out the podcast, what kind of final thoughts or recommendations might you have either for team members who are looking for that um, empowerment and trying to get over imposter syndrome, or even for team leaders who are trying to overcome these silos.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like we mentioned a lot of different practices to how to break those silos. Like, I think you should always keep in mind to uh, foster this culture of collaboration, knowledge sharing, have training sessions to new joiners and also to other teams for the analysts in the field. Like, uh, I would really recommend not to be afraid of asking your questions. Like, I really value uh, more the eager to learn, not that oh, if you don't know something, you can always learn it, like, if you're eager to do so. So, I think this is the most important part. And when you build this company culture, It naturally happens. Like you start sharing your knowledge, you start having sessions that um, foster this collaboration with other teams. So I think it's the most important part. And also apart from that, like open communication, uh, like it will result in an open communication where you can hear about different perspectives. And also having a shared vision inside the company, so that you are working towards that the same goal, and you don't have inconsistencies or conflict of interest, and you will have data democratization, which um, which is like a result of self-service tools that we mentioned. And yeah, then. It will result in a commitment to make data-driven decisions at all levels of organization. So, yeah, I think it will drive an meaningful impact towards a company's objectives.
0: Right on. You're a strong believer in this (laughs) and yeah, you really have uh, removed the barriers to it as well. Um, So yeah, for your insights today, Merva. Thank you so much.